So do we have a third one we got to cut here real quick? Or, or uh, how do you want to do that? Yeah, we can save it for next time. Yeah, okay. we can save All it for right. next time. That's up to you, though. I mean, I'm good. Um, we planned on the talks of positivity for today, though, and, and we we got to rambling on so much. And I won't, I won't say so much other shit because those were good topics. I mean, if you want to do it now, I'll put out like a special and I'll have, I'll release this one like later tonight or, um, or, or maybe release two tomorrow. Well, I just, I just want to be cognizant of your time. If you got anything else oh, later no. today. Well, yeah. So, um, no, I'm, I'm good. I don't do, I mean, do you feel a pressing need to do this today? Did we advertise it? Is that why you're you're feeling we should do it or are you thinking that I need to talk about it today? Cause I don't, I don't I know if we it. advertised it, but I, I think <laughs> it's fresh in our minds. If we just, okay, and so maybe you want to talk a about shorter it. one. Yeah. Okay. We can just keep going right now and say, you know what? We just said, we're going to knock this out right now. Okay. Let's do it. So gang, we're, 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 we're kind of sort of back. Uh, if you would be getting this through video, you would notice that we have not changed clothes and that's because <laughs> we have not changed seats. <laughs> uh, yes. We're just, we have so much to talk about people We do that. Um, yeah, that we just can't stop. What can I tell you? And we, I'm we really, be, uh, we might be adding three episodes every week now. If we, if, if, <laughs> if we don't just cut it. We're cutting each episode at 25 to 35 minute, but we're not cutting the day. That's for sure. No. I love it. I do too. I'm Jane Stahl. I'm Jurgs. Welcome back, everybody. And this is Both Sides Now. So what we want to talk about today is a conflict, and I need Jurgs' position and our audience's feedback about this. I had... Um, uh, I had, um, uh, what can I say? I had a mess. No, a friend of mine sent me an article about toxic positivity. And in that article, and I can't find it on my desktop, but you should see my desktop. It's an absolute mess. But um, in that article, in that article, it was suggested that people who say things, you know, like, Oh, hey, it's going to be okay. And I'm going to find that article so I can, so I can talk more um, intelligently about this. But I need a minute to find it. But people who, who give positive messages, like, you know, things like, uh, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. That was always one of my favorites. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, sent um, to me too. If, if you need me to, I can pull your email up where you sent that. Did I send it to yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I can find it. Yeah, I can Craig's find comments. I got it. Actually, I did got it. Did you find it? Yeah, I okay. did. Amazing. And there was the coolest meme. <laughs> there was the coolest meme. And it came from, um, it came from a, a, a Facebook post. And the meme is a classic piece of art of two people struggling with an angel. And the, um, the meme says, when your whole life is falling apart and you're at the edge of a breakdown and someone says, hey, everything happens for a reason, you know, you just want to kill the person who is saying that to you. Anyway, um, 
a friend of mine, like I said, sent me an article, and the article was written by Alexandra Lecure, and I know I've mis mispronounced that, but it appeared in a digital news magazine titled Mental in July, July 11, 2023, entitled The 10 Most Gaslighty Mental Health Sayings Ever, because my friend knows of my interest in mental health and language. I'm a retired public school English teacher, a writer, a co-editor, freelance promoter, podcast host, the director of community relations for a local art gallery. Words are my business. <laughs> and so I knew I was in trouble after reading the subhead of the article that promised to list the top 10, quote, crusty, toxically positive phrases. I knew I was in trouble. So it didn't take me long to realize I'm on the most wanted list of toxic positivists. So I was eager to read what I should be saying to actually support a fellow human being. And happily, the article gave me words that I should be using instead. Okay. But the offending sayings, here are some of them. Everything happens for a reason. Just be positive. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Everything's going to be okay. Now you are, you are who you are because of what happened to you, no matter how horrible it was. Have an attitude of gratitude and things will be better. Hurt people hurt people. You can't move on without forgiving. Anger is never the answer. And anything is possible. And so what those are, what, what the article said is, you know, that it's really damaging. It's gaslighting. It's unrealistic and invalidates, minimizes people's trauma and mental health struggles. And those phrases can also induce, create shame and guilt in people who are not able at the moment to get over whatever it is they're struggling with. Especially, they're especially toxic when they're accompanied with a popular, you're too sensitive admonition. So, a couple of things come to mind. Number one, you know, what do you do instead to show empathy and compassion? It's not easy for everybody. It's uncomfortable to watch people struggle. And, you know, there are some people who just can't do it, who don't want to, or maybe they simply don't have the right language, or they never learned how to listen and show compassion. So, you know, the article goes on, you know, it's quite lengthy, but the article goes on to give examples of what you should say. But before we do that, since, Jurgs, you suggested in a previous uh, episode that you struggle with PTSD, have struggled with depression, have struggled perhaps with anxiety. How do you feel about these toxic positivity phrases? Were they so helpful I, to you? Yeah. So I think this might be where I'm a little bit more old school. I actually said one of these in one of our previous episodes when I was talking about how the Secret Service was targeting me uh, presumably because of my sexuality. And I had to back out of a real estate deal down in St. Pete where I would have had the whole house paid for right at settlement. 
and not had a mortgage. Uh, but because I was no longer in that deal, I was able to find this house where, yeah, maybe now I'm in a mortgage again, but I'm on the water. I own jet skis, blah, blah, blah. And I said, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you damn near jumped out of your chair because of having already had this, <laughs> this topic on your mind. Um, yep. I, so have you... Have you used how how do you feel how did you feel when you were going through all that trauma mm-hmm. with the secret secret service and having to leave or feeling like you should leave? How did you feel when people said those types of phrases to you? Were when they helpful I, or were they did you want to punch people? Well, I wanted to punch people, but not the people who said the phrases. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> And I think that that might that might help us revert back to uh, our previous episode where or depending on when these get released, but the episode on the six different levels. That could be just me at a higher level than the people that are affecting me. Uh Denzel Washington once said about I'm not going to get the whole quote right, but um, at least in in spirit, I'll, I'll get it. Uh, he said that most of the people who don't like you is because your ability irritates their demons. And mm. you know, on some level, it was perhaps jealousy. You know, I didn't, I got politically screwed in professional baseball my second year because my partner and my supervisor, you know, was actually old enough to be my dad. Uh, and he wishes he could have been in my shoes you know, with the opportunities that I had. So he made it tougher for me so that I wouldn't succeed instead of helping me to succeed. Wow. So I took that toward my latter years in the secret service. I didn't fault younger agents for being in a better position than I was when I was at their age or, or their career level. Yeah, I was glad to see them moving. One of those agents is now the assistant director for investigations. Wow. He is he is the number three man for any criminal investigation in the Secret Service. Third only to the director and the deputy director who do not do criminal investigations. So um You acted yeah, as a mentor. I'm, yeah, I, I'm still we were we were buddies in the protective intelligence squad in the San Francisco field office. And uh, I, I couldn't when I saw it was him, he was actually the special agent in charge of Los Angeles right after I left. I missed him by like two months. Hmm. And he did what we call a touch and go because they already knew that our our special agent in charge retired right after me. And uh, he was there because they needed what's called a SAC, S-A-I-C, special agent in charge. But he was already being uh, groomed to be the assistant director for investigations. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but yeah, he's I, when they when they said, yes, some guy, Dame, Dave Smith is coming in. Dave is a common name. Smith is a common name. I have no idea who they're talking about. Had yeah. no idea that my one of my closest friends was already this far up the chain in the hierarchy of the secret service uh and couldn't have been happier when i found out it was him yeah so i i'm more i would rather somebody say things you know my mom would say that all the time is things happen for a reason 
mm-hmm. and some of the other alternatives. I got to. Yeah, and you know those yeah, are the I, I just kinds think of some things. Some of the alternatives there are are those uh, hug it out uber liberal options. Yeah, that also make me crazy. You know, there's things about the MAGA right and what have you and conservatism that is definitely not me. But there's also things about the far left that is not my thing either. Right. And it's the title of my other podcast. Right, right, right. Well, I think, you know, I you and I'm like I said, on the most wanted list for people who use these phrases, not all of them, (laughs) as you said, but seriously, I mean, and those phrases are what helped me in my own development, in my own struggles, in my own conflicts and so forth. They really helped, those words really helped me. And so I can't help but think that, you know, that they will help, that they will help other people. I mean, which which words though, the ones that we're not supposed to use or the ones that we should be using? the ones that we're not supposed to. I mean, I love everything happens for a reason. I love what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, and that comes from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, and he was a survivor of the Holocaust. He gets to say that. I mean, I don't, I, you know, but he gets to say that. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And his book is absolutely inspiring. I mean, I don't believe that everything is going to be okay is appropriate most of the time because you don't know that, you know. I do believe you are who you are because of what happened to you. I mean, if you look at the struggles that you've been through and, and, and realize you survived them, there's a lot of pride in that. So I believe in that phrase. But I believe that hurt people hurt people. Yeah. I believe that you can't move on without forgiving. You transcend that. Um, anger is never the answer. I don't believe in that one because I think anger is very helpful sometimes, but you've got to move on from it. Uh, right. Anything is possible. I don't believe that um, because things there are some things that are just not, you know, my skydiving. I mean, that's not a, that's not a great yeah. example, but, you know, there are things that are not possible. Anyway, but I was forced to think about, you know, about my own use of these phrases. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought, okay, what is my problem? Why do I use them? You know, and I figured that sometimes I'm just impatient. That I recognize in myself. Patience is not one of my virtues. I want people to hurry up and move on. You know, I want people to know, oh, one that's damaging, I think, that's not on the list is you're not alone. And I believe that. And I believe that can be a very helpful phrase to realize yeah. that you're not the only one who's suffering. But that apparently is one of the most toxic things you can say to people because it dismisses, it, dis, it dismisses what they're going through. It says, not a big deal. You're not alone. I've been through it too. You know, but I've used it. I use it all the time still because I'm so impatient. Another reason I'm obsessive, obsessively goal oriented thing so much as it is, it's not an impatient thing so much as it is you trying to make that person feel accepted and welcome. If I were to tell you, you're not alone. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lovely thing to say to me. That, that I'm why, why I'm saying that is because, you know, 
there's people that can you you can bond with that you can get gives get support from yeah not yeah. that you know suck it up buttercup get point. over it that's a good point it can be said for a variety of reasons you're impatient or because you're trying to be welcoming excellent very good that's yeah. very helpful thank you i don't feel so guilty now <laughs> and, and yet and that's the thing is that i don't i don't i can't feel guilty on on really any of these oh that's the wrong paper um, I can't really feel guilty on any of these, you know, just be pot. My, my, one of my favorite bosses said that all the time, you know, an old Boston guy, be positive. Yoga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the whole, everything, I, yeah. I think the whole everything is going to be okay. That's a little mommy, you know, mom yeah. would say that. Um, yeah, no, I can't say that. Mine would say that. Yeah, no, can't. You know, although somebody said it to me and I, I can never remember exactly how it said it's clever. You know, if things aren't the way you want them, have not turned out the way you want them, it's because it's not the end, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a really clever way. Lynn Millar, one of our artists, told me that years ago. And for some reason, I it doesn't stick in my mind. But if things aren't the way you want them right now, it's not the end. It's just not the end. There's still stuff to be done. But right. that's one of the that's one of the reasons that I say these terribly toxic things because I am obsessively goal oriented. There's too much work to do. You can't change the situation, so get over it. Get busy with what you can change, and that apparently is really hurtful. There, to there a is lot a day trading people. thing. Remember, I told you what, what everything where I get my ideas to write for the expression. Um, yeah. Yeah. there is a day trading, uh, saying, um, it's one of the things on, on, on my screensaver and desktop things that rotate through. Uh, it, it's, it starts off with, it's the whole, every, in, in the original font is the phrase, good things come to those who wait, uh. but then in script, mm -hmm. wait is crossed out uh -huh. and in handwriting, it says, get off their ass and go fucking do it. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Good things come to those who do who who do things. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with I I agree with that. Absolutely. Well, was it, I mean, was but it at Eleanor the same Roosevelt time. Said if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the same time, there's the old serenity prayer. You know, change the things you can. You know, serenity, I, I, when I'm talking, my mind goes away sometimes. But, you know, you, you got to know where you can be effective. Yeah. And, you know, to sit and, you know, and whine about what happened and, you know, or to be afraid of what's going to happen or what doesn't help. Just do it. I like Nike. Then the other reason I thought to myself I use these expressions is because um, I'm ADD. It's tough for me to sit too long in low energy situations. To me, inertia is real, physical and emotional. So I got to move. You know? That's why I thought, I yeah, let's do, do let's do a third episode today. Yeah. <laughs> it's we, on our mind. We share that. We share that. Yeah. We share that. But then, you know, I had to think about, well, maybe I'm not so empathic and compassionate after all. Maybe I'm just really, really too much. And that's funny. I've never shared this with anybody, but I had an assistant principal when I was teaching junior high. I won't name him because he has died recently. 
but um, who told me that I reminded him of a really, mm, really unique color blue. It wasn't royal blue. It wasn't turquoise exactly. But I had a sweatshirt or a shirt that was this really, really lovely color blue. And my assistant principal told me one time that my personality was just like that color blue. That it could be very beautiful, but you'd get sick of it quick. <laughs> Is that your 9-11 sweater? <laughs> no, it's not that blue. No, okay. it's not that color. It's more turquoisey. Okay. It's more turquoisey. But you were wearing a blue one on 9-11, right? Yeah, that was a different yeah. color blue. Yeah. Okay. That was sky blue, yeah. But I thought to myself, okay, so... He likes me, but he gets sick of me really quick, which I thought was a really interesting thing to say. And I really loved his, um, I, I really loved his forthrightness on that, his frankness about it, because I could see what he meant. I a little too much for a lot of people, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's funny you said it because I was always intimidated by you in junior high. Oh dear. And the one side of me in the immediate was like, oh, thank God, I'm not going to get Mrs. Stahl. I'm going to have you know, <laughs> fun. Right. And then I regretted it. You regretted feeling that way? That and, 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 and wish I had you for regular English. Because when I had you in the ex excelled English class, whatever that was, we said two or three days a week. It was challenging, but it wasn't because it was hard because it was impossible. It was hard because it was challenging. Like we were seventh or eighth graders reading Gone with the Wind. <laughs> and, and trying to be uh, persuasive in being convincing that we're optimists. I didn't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> and I thought, you know, from a, from, I didn't use this word then, but from a developmental standpoint, this can actually be fun. Mm -hmm. And actually, I always not, wanted it to be fun. Not yeah. hard, but challenging. Yeah. Well, I always wanted it to be fun because challenging to me is fun. So there's that. Yeah. So anyway, would you like to know the alternate things you should say to people? I was reading through that, and that's that's the one that would gaslight me. Because <laughs> uh, I did. For example. It. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well. Wait, wait, are to, you starting back uh, up at number one? What was that? Are you going to start back up at number one? I am. Everything happens yeah. for a reason. Yeah, you I should say that one. Is there meaning? that you are making of this or so if i was just shot down for something and you're consoling <laughs> me by saying everything happens for a reason mm -hmm. i would not want to be thinking about this further for you to just come right. and say is is there meaning that you're making of this you know i don't want to think yeah. about this anymore i want to punch a wall <laughs> right and how, how do you feel about what's the hardest part of this for you? Is that better? Listening no. to you poke, <laughs> poke at me. <laughs> no. I would just rather you say everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Very good. 
Okay. And, so and like we said before, we're not finished yet. So we just got to wait it out and see what's next. There you go. There you go. The next one is just be positive. So instead of saying that, you should say, I understand why you're worried and upset about what you're going through. Don't tell people how to feel. Acknowledge their feelings by saying, I understand why you're worried and upset about what you're going through. So the, uh, not as passionately, again, but I again, disagree with that one too. Yeah. Again, you're asking for people to think beyond the, you're not, you're just not reflecting their feelings. Okay. Yeah, so what does it tell you? People need stronger? to be told how to, how to feel. There you go. That's, that's what I think. Here's another way to think about it so that maybe your feelings will be different. Yeah. I'm there. So the next one is that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And you're supposed to say instead, I'm so sorry this is happening or happened to you. Or how can I support you through during this tough time? Now that I find helpful. I mean, one of the most helpful things um, I have learned to say to people is how can I help? Yeah. Yeah. That agreed. I like that. but that doesn't mean that the, the the when you first said toxic positivity, I was almost like scared because I thought, oh, how can any positivity be good? <laughs> yeah. And, and, but yeah, it, it's I, I see what I, I see what they're. I wonder if some asking some of these questions instead of just saying uh what doesn't kill you makes you stronger can be equally as condescending as yes. Yes. can be toxic. Yes. Yes, I have a person in my <clears throat> in my life who utters these things you should say and I want to punch her because <laughs> it's very condescending. Yeah. I just want, I just, and I get it when I think about it in that way. I just want to be able to vent and have, and and just let it there. Just get it out. Let, just vent it instead of fixing the problem at the moment. I'm not ready to fix things. Maybe that's what it, maybe it's timing. Maybe it's timing. Okay. So next is everything's going to be okay. So instead you're supposed to say, Things will get better. And if they don't, you will learn how to handle them better. Or so I got an even better have, one. I, I agree. Have, everything is going to be okay. You don't know that. No. So, but Nelson Mandela once said, I never lose. I either win or I learn. Yeah, I love that. See, I love that. I love that. Yeah. That helps me. It helps me feel less shame in quote unquote losing. Yeah. It helps me to look beyond the loss into what comes next. And the other, the other thing you should say about that one is you have the ability to keep going and to find joy again. Now that's helpful to me. I I can't imagine that being that that's helpful. I like that. Yeah. So next is uh, have an attitude of gratitude. And you're supposed to say instead, you're so much more than your trauma. 
That's true. The next one is hurt people hurt people. And instead, you're supposed to say, is there something going on in your life that feels good? Or I can see and understand that you feel stuck, like you can't move or see outside of the situation and the hurt you're feeling. That's too many words. And, yet, <laughs> and I love and that, words. that goes back to, you know, do you really, if, if somebody was just dumped or, or yeah. insulted or, or lied to or whatever, and they're hurt, do you really want to have them thinking about it further now? Right. Right. Yeah, you know, right. I would just, I would just again rather hear hurt people hurt people. Like, yeah. Yeah. look, that was a, that person, dude, chick, lady, whoever was an asshole, and that's why they're <laughs> yeah. trying to make you feel like an asshole. Yeah, that goes back to exactly. that level two thing, or, or yeah, level, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Next is you can't move on without forgiving, and you should say instead. You don't know anyone, your forgiveness. Whoa. Okay. Next is anger is never the answer. And you're supposed to say you seem angry and I can understand how hard it is to sit with that feeling. Do you want to talk about what feelings may be underneath your anger? Once again, you're disallowing the venting process. And yeah, making I agree. Think. Yeah. You know, I think what I'm learning going over this with you is that maybe it's a matter of timing more than yeah. anything. The well, last one I, is anything is possible. Go ahead. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, I was just going to say that I think that there's two schools of thought to this. And and, and when we were at the top, the first level through, I, I, I said, you know, this is where I'm going to be more conservative. You know, I think what we're seeing is, you know, the old school way of, you know, trying to be kicked out. And not only brought in the more modern things to say, but also, you know, like the persuasive speaking, they're trying to give us a reason why we need to be using this instead. Yeah. Yep. 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 Last one on their list is anything is possible. And you're supposed to say, I know you want to achieve blank. I will help and support you regardless if you do or do not. Or blank may not be possible. Is there another goal or dream that you'd like to go after? That's annoying. Yeah. yeah Again, yeah. I just want to vent. That, yeah. that, that one just makes me feel like you're getting a trophy for showing up. <laughs> exactly. So in conclusion, the authors recommend showing interest by asking questions to understand. That can be really annoying. To feel what they're feeling without judging, by not assuming or providing any advice or solution, by letting people come up with potential actions on their own before deciding what to do next. Best of all, makes, and I believe in this, best of all, we can make space for people. Folks often just want someone to sit with them and make them feel heard and loved. Right. Yep. But if you're the one who's As struggling, in, you're not alone. Exactly. And if you're the one who's struggling, speak up. Tell your people that you know they're trying to help, but share what you want and need from them instead and what words make you feel worse. Yeah. Don't don't so hold it in. Up. Don't hide it. Don't No. What I used to do in the classroom is teach what is known as the five-part confront. It's a step-by-step -step process that I shared with my students. 
<coughs> and it comes to mind when there's a need to negotiate about something or other. So the five-part confront, as I remember it, is you say to the person, if you do something that really annoys me, Yerks, I should say to you, all right, when you say everything happens for a reason, I feel, that's the second part, stupid that I just don't get it. And then what I want to do when I feel stupid is to punch somebody or cry or give up or whatever. The fourth step is instead, I'd appreciate better if you said something like, <clears throat> what's the worst thing that's happening to you? And then the fifth step in the five-part confront is, can we agree in the future to do this instead? Encourage me to talk about what I'm having trouble understanding. So the five-part confront is when you say, I feel, and then I want to, instead, what I'd rather, can we agree? And that's the five-part confront. Isn't that cool? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it was fun with the kids, with the students at the time to go through the five-part confront because I invited them to tell me what bothered them about me. And then they, when you say, Mrs. Stahl, when you say, then I feel, and then I want to, but instead I wish you, can we agree? And it was just fun and funny sometimes in the classroom to go through that. So what were some of the biggest complaints <laughs> or what was bothering them about you? That was 18 years ago. I don't remember or I don't want to remember. <laughs> but obviously, obviously, I talk too much. <laughs> obviously, I give them too much homework. Obviously, I give them too much homework over a holiday. And the homework I would give over a holiday is like, this is what we're going to do when you come back. Just put it in your brain for now. Because even when you're not thinking about it, the brain is amazing and works to solve a problem even when you're not when you're not uh, obviously focused on it and i learned that from muhammad ali so wow. he would tell everybody and 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 who else the diver who was the diver jacques Cousteau. bruce 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 oh, what's bruce his Jenner. name yes bruce Jenner. he used to say he would never watch videos of himself doing something wrong because that would put in his brain to do it again. Yeah. What he did was visualize exactly <clears throat> what he wanted his body to do. And then the brain, because it's such an amazing thing, will go ahead and make that happen if you visualize it. And that's what Muhammad Ali did. He would visualize something, you know. And yeah. one of the coolest exercises I did with the kids, you know, you think that your brain isn't that clever. And I'd have them imagine a lemon to feel it, to see it, touch it, how rubbery it is, you know, maybe cool to the touch. And then slice it open and see the lemon drops kind of ooze out. And then imagine biting into that lemon. And the kids, you could see them. You could see, you could see them because the thought of doing it and I had to set it up a little longer and describe a little better and so forth to get them really into it. But I could see, I could see that their salivary glands were working. 
It was yeah. fun. Visualization works. And so if you want to do something difficult, imagine yourself step by step doing it absolutely perfect over and over and over again. And your brain will help you do that in the moment. It's cool. Yeah. I did, I did some really cool things. In One of the episodes it. on um, Yerg's radio uh, mm-hmm. for um, The Life Edge with uh, mm-hmm. Chris Staffelt. He he has a guy on there that talks about like mannerisms and 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 body um, responses, about how mm-hmm. a person's eyes are bigger than their than their ears. If the eyes are the bigger part, they're a visual person. Oh, and cool. If they have big ears, they're an auditory person. Okay. So yeah, that that that, that kind of came to mind when you were talking about the lemon, in that oh, yeah, uh, right. you know everybody's hearing and visualizing. You know, yeah, what you're doing yeah. with that, and, and as you take them through oh, that's cool. steps, yeah, that's cool. And you know what? I ran into that phrase I couldn't think of before, and here it is: if oh, everything good. isn't, if everything isn't all right in the end, it just means it's not the end. Yeah, there. it's just said so much better than what I tried to say. Yeah, right, right, right. Earlier. Now, where are we in timing? Way over on this one. We did good. Okay. <laughs> Well, then we have to shut up now. <laughs> it is that time. <laughs> okay. Very good. I think for me, what's important at the end of this essay is to remember what Hamlet tells us, that readiness is everything. He says readiness is all. Because until there's readiness, listening quietly, urging self-discovery, not authoring facile quick phrases is the greater wisdom that the authors of my toxic positivity article want to share. And as Yogi Berra once said, it ain't over till it's over. There you go. And I'm Jane Stahl. (laughs) And I'm Yergs. And this is Both Sides Now. See you next time. Or listen to it. Yeah. Take care. Very cool. What do you think? We did it. That was good. And and I like (laughs) that we just, you know, buckled down and did a third one and um i do too we can release a bonus this week <laughs> <clears throat> give somebody for the weekend or whatever <clears throat> yeah very good very good when are you going to publish um you mean for the expression or or these no no these um we'll still do tuesday and uh, in this last episode i referred to our prior episode so okay. either I edit that out or uh, I just, you know, make that, make this one a third one for the week. Okay. Um, so okay. I would say we can Bonus move, week. Yeah, we can move <laughs> number two up and keep uh, the third one on Friday or we can do two on Friday. Yeah. Well, think about two, it a little bit. Whatever you Tuesday, decide is fine with or, me. Or okay. do Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, something like that. What, it, maybe you maybe you need content at some point this week, and you can throw it in there. Yeah. Whatever you decide is fine. Okay. Good deal. All right, my dear. All right. Always fun. Well, I know, and I I always mean to get in touch with you throughout the week, but things get so busy. Oh, that's but okay. But I do enjoy I do enjoy chatting with you whenever we have a chance to. Yeah. Okay? No. Uh, hit me up 